0: Welcome back, y'all, to episode 190-something of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Okay, we got kind of a special show today. We are here at Freedom Bin Farm. At the Gene Wingate Studio with my brother, Ike Wingate. Ike, how you doing today?
1: Good. Yes, the Gene Wingate Memorial Studio. Oh, excuse me. You know, as our father passed, uh, this was a way to honor him by naming this studio after him. And in fact, I wrote his the name of this studio on the uh, studs in, behind the wall of this place before we put in the um, drywall. I
0: thought you were going to be like, I put his ashes <laughs> in between the drywall <laughs> to make sure his essence is really here. That,
1: that would have been a good idea. I should have done that, but no, I did not do that.
0: That would have been like kind of cool, weird, creepy. I think what's really cool, too, is you have a placard. from. So our father actually created a radio station back in the day, established in 1967, the KEBC, which is Keep Everything... What's the
1: B for? Everybody. Keep everybody country.
0: Oh, they did like a play on the words.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have you have call letters that you have to get legally, you know. And so if you are west of the Mississippi, the call letters start with a K. Really? If you're east of the Mississippi, they start with uh wow, a W. Do they know why? That's just the way that it was set up uh way back way back in the day. Uh, legally with radio stations and the FCC. So that's it's one of those radio nerd things. But if you hear call letters with a K, it's uh, west of the Mississippi, W is east.
0: It's so funny. There used to be, like, radio nerds. Like, now we don't really think about it. But our dad started this radio station actually in an attic with a guy named Tudor Burner. What is his name? I can't remember his name. (laughs) Wow.
1: Well, Tudor Burner is a guy who lives in Berryville, Arkansas. But Ronnie Tudor (laughs) was the guy that you're thinking of. (laughs)
0: Sorry, Tuner Burner. Um, anyway, so he started the radio station when he was like in his 20s, and he sold it by the time he was 30, in his early
1: 30s. Yeah, so he, the reason why I even know this is I started doing some research uh, about it back uh, probably 10 years ago uh, because one of the guys who was involved in that initial radio station found some old audio, and he gave it to me uh, because I just so happened to be working in a radio job that took me around the country and I saw him at a radio conference in Dallas and he said man you're not going to believe this I found the first day that KEBC was on the air and your dad's on it Mm -hmm. and I was like what you know and so I got really curious at that point and I thought you know what it would be really fun to uh, give dad a gift you know commemorating it because there's like these newspaper clips that he has and pictures and stuff but they're all kind of all over the place and I kind of had the idea it'd be neat to put it all together and so I did research and essentially 1967 was when it was established, which our dad would have been about 25 mm-hmm. and uh, 25, 26. And he would uh, have been one of the first to launch a country station on FM because mm-hmm. most people listened to AM at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it was a bit unheard of. And so he ran the station for about seven years or so. You know, around that, and then sold it to Ralph Tyler, who was working, who owned an advertising agency next door, basically, and uh, eventually talked dad into selling it to him. And he worked for Ralph Tyler for a year or two, and then eventually moved to Arkansas.
0: Yeah, and Ralph Ralph Tyler, uh, you call him a media mogul in Oklahoma. Yeah, He kind of had, like, I met him when I was a kid. He always gave me, like, madman... The show kind of vibes. Oh,
1: man, he he had swagger for sure, and he was just one of those guys. He's the kind of personality that you meet him and you think that uh, you're the only person in the room. Uh, He had that kind of charisma. And his sons, Tony and Ty, Tyler, uh, run the company now. They've had different iterations of the company, buying and selling. They own TV stations, radio stations, billboards, bus benches, all that stuff now in the Oklahoma City area. And I just read, I don't know, a month or two ago, they sold their Tulsa uh, outdoor advertising assets to Lamar. So uh, they're very successful guys. And Ty was actually the one who I saw in Dallas, and he gave me, that audio and he always he sat on dad's lap while he was on the radio he remembers that as a kid of course he was a kid it wasn't like a grown man sitting on dad's lap i
0: mean not. but the way you said it was like (laughs) wasn't expecting that
1: but but ty excuse me um when i saw him in dallas at that conference um that yeah he could definitely he 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 liked to stay up late and he is very energetic guy and very thirsty Mm -hmm. very thirsty guy
0: Yeah, well, you know. A lot of
1: fun hanging out with him.
0: Yeah, and I think that's kind of probably where, I don't want to necessarily the media bug, but I started (laughs) podcasting and going from there. That's what we are talking about earlier is like kind of having, like I remember working with dad or riding with dad and he'd always try to condition you to understand how to talk on the radio (laughs)
1: like (laughs) yeah yeah he would critique different things when he would hear it on the radio and go oh they don't know what they're doing or you know uh that you know they they've just forgot to reset the flux capacitor you know that's why that's happening and you're like what are you talking about you know i remember being on a road trip driving to albuquerque one time and he was listening you know to different stations and he heard a guy come on the air and he goes I know that guy. He's using a different name. And I'm like, what do you mean you know him? He goes, oh, I know that voice. He was an alcoholic and got fired at the station I was at. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he he would definitely uh, listen intently.
0: What's so funny, too, is like we would drive back from Tulsa and he would listen to the weirdest radio stations. And there was a Tulsa station that would play CBS as a news channel. Yeah. Or it'd it'd be like the TV channel just on the radio. Yeah. And dad just wanted to listen to it because it was kind of like a weird radio station.
1: Yeah. Well, he loved listening to talk radio and he would listen to KMR, uh, KMRG, KMRG, K, K, I don't know, a Tulsa station, which was kind of a news station out of Tulsa, but he would listen to it and it's an AM station mm-hmm. and he would listen to it over in Northwest Arkansas and the signal would just sound like crap, but he would continue to listen, you know, and it was always like, <laughs> it's static, dad. And he was always thinking, oh, it'll come back. You know, we'll get over this hill and it'll come back. KRMG? Yeah, that's what it is. 740 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. It's now on FM 102.3.
0: So he was kind of like a radio nerd. He was super into it. Yeah,
1: and honestly, you know, Michelle could tell you, we go on trips, my wife, uh, and I will listen to different radio stations like that and tune in and hear what's going on and, and, you know, want to know, hey, here's what they're doing. It's just, it's one of those things, I don't know, if you've been in and around it, it's kind of one of those things that you just are afflicted with. Um, but it's it's a fun thing. I'll tell you, uh, there is something about being on the radio or doing audio podcasts and things like that that I think sort of make you from a grief standpoint, it makes you feel closer to dad, because that's what he always did. And so there's sort of a connection thing there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I exactly, you know, understand what you're saying, you know, with the, the, you know, being drawn to media or whatever. It's almost like since he's passed away, you, you almost, uh, you know, intentionally seek out those kind of outlets because of, you know, it, it brings more of a, a connection.
0: Yeah, well you're connecting to legacy. And it's like how much of your childhood did you hear about radio and stories of radio? So much so that you went into radio. So you definitely had like a whole trajectory there, potentially a foundation, if be, I don't know, if if you subconsciously or consciously.
1: Oh, radio? Oh yeah. I mean What's interesting is it was something that was embedded in me to the point where I was mimicking broad uh, announcers and stuff. Um, Of course, I did the whole thing where, you know, you, you record yourself and you pretend like you're broadcasting the game or making a commercial or something like that. I always did that as a kid. But when I went to work for a radio station as an intern and then started doing commercials, you know, dad told me, he was like, I can't believe how fast you picked it up. It took me... Years to develop my speech patterns to match what you started out with. Like, you know, his accent was so thick when he started, and he had to work and work and work and practice in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. And he's like, You just kind of picked it up naturally. And not to say that I, you know, didn't have to work and change things and do things like that. But the whole point was, is because I've been listening to you talk, Dad. Exactly. And all I'm doing is just talking like you talk.
0: Yeah. And what you did is you took on his cadence. Right. So whenever you have his cadence, whenever you're speaking, you're like, well, you did all the groundwork for me. So yeah. I was able to do it because we, you would think we would have an accent because we were, we were raised in rural Arkansas. Yeah. But we don't talk like that. Like we, like on a farm, we, we could have a super or country, a ranch Or a ranch. Or a ranch, technically a ranch too. But if you think, that's what I think about too with cadence is, you know, we're not like, hey, y'all, let's go down to the the farm and open up the beers and have a couple cold ones. Like we could talk like that.
1: Have an old cold beer.
0: But I cold bear. But I think that because the dad had that cadence that it's kind of what we absorbed in a way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I agree one hundred percent. You know, one of the things that that's most common when I've met people over the years is, uh, you don't sound like you're from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm surprised at the way that you sound I'm like, well what am I, how am I supposed to sound? You know, well I just kinda just thought it would, you know, you'd sound a little more you know, like a hick,
0: a little bit more country. Yeah. I get the same thing.
1: Yeah. But, uh, the funny thing about dad is obviously he spent time in radio, but then went to good thing. We're not on video. Uh, then he eventually went to, uh, outdoor advertising and billboards. Uh-huh. Um, but like when we were talking about his funeral and doing the plans and all that kind of stuff, we went with a theme of on the air, like on the radio and our brother Ken made the comment, you know, Dad was in, you know, outdoor advertising and other business like that, but he was always a broadcaster at heart, and that's really who he was. Like that's who he really, you know, thrived uh, and naturally was. And mm-hmm. and even though you know that didn't pay the bills in the latter part of life, where you know the the billboard business was much much better, that was still like the that the love for broadcasting uh, and making content like that was something that uh, billboards didn't give him like being on the radio did and even I mean he even created content for Facebook in his 70s
0: yeah and he definitely always liked to create content some of his content was a little bit racy <laughs> and probably wouldn't like fly if it wasn't like a seven year old guy for sure
1: yeah I mean he he had one of his friend one of his friends uh, superimposed him uh, with Playboy Playmate photos and then dad would post them on Facebook. And
0: he he thought they were probably the coolest thing you could ever do.
1: Yeah. It was so real looking that he thought he, I don't know if he thought he was fooling people or if he just made him feel like Hugh Hefner. I don't know what it did, but it freaked everybody out.
0: Yeah. Different generation for sure. Different generation for sure. But in a lot of ways too, I think, you know, as I I mean, I, I took on this whole podcasting thing to in a way connect with dad's legacy because I was like, well, what can I do kind of just support the process of mourning in a way where I'm like, you know what, I'll just, I'll do some type of broadcasting, you know, obviously not at that scale, but something where I'm consistently working on, on what it would be, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I completely understand. I, I find it, it's just fascinating that, you know, I spent a lot of time in radio broadcasting and then was away from it for 10 years and then recently came back to it about a year ago. Uh, and it was about one month before dad passed away. And it and it and I was, you know, I'm still doing the broadcast in the time slot that he occupied, you know, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was like full circle, really neat. And then dad passed away shortly thereafter. You know, my plans were to have him on the show with me and do some things like that and tie it in. But with this kind of mindset and where he was at the end, it was a little bit more difficult. But I kind of always thought, well, we we have time, we'll figure it out. But now it's kind of funny. He's gone and we're more probably invested and in-depth with broadcasting and content creation than ever before.
0: That's true. And I don't know if that's like a a thing where it's like, I I don't know. I don't know if dad set those kind of that foundation down. For me, I never thought I would get into podcasting. I really did it randomly. But The point is, though, is, like, I do think there's something there. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Content creation. um, You know, there's there's something with, you know, wanting to create content. And, you know, the last thing I'll say about it is when I, you know, you, you look through dad's Facebook or some of the old things on his camera and stuff, and he's, like out in his field filming stuff, yeah. <laughs> filming the cows and stuff, and it's like what, what, what was he doing? He's like, oh, dude, good morning, we're out here, you know. And it's like he kind of always thought, you know, he was a reporter or a broadcaster in some sense, one way or the other.
0: Yeah, I wish he had TikTok. I wish like TikTok oh could have landed in his life because I feel like the content he would have posted, you're like, what are you doing right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's probably better for everyone that he, that that wasn't around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean I feel like that's kind of a good segue. I-